Welcome to the Eat Like a Mother podcast, where we take complicated topics surrounding hormones and metabolism and make them simple and applicable to your daily life as a woman. I'm your host, Castie Wellfell. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered to start taking radical responsibility for your health and lean into this body God created for you. Are you ready to eat like a mother? This podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not meant to be taken as medical advice. Please consult your physician before making any dietary or lifestyle changes. So a really weird flex that I have is I am actually insanely good at memorizing things. As soon as I read something, I will pretty much remember that for forever. I can really easily recall things after I read it or maybe read it a couple of times, but as long as I'm able to see it and read it, I will be able to remember and recall it. Like I said, this is a weird flex, but I want you to follow my train of thought as I talk a little bit more about this. So the reason I tell you this is not just to tell you that, yeah, I'm really smart and I can remember things. That's, that's not why I'm giving you this little tidbit of information about me. I'm telling you this because this skill served me really well in my undergraduate program. It also served me really well when I did some of my stint in doctoral work and other educational endeavors that I have been a part of over the years. If you're listening and you have ever been a part of the sciences, you know just how important this can be. If you are taking a test or a practical or doing some kind of exam that requires heavy memorization, then having this skill can prove very beneficial when you are testing. And for me, it was exactly that. It proved very beneficial whenever I started doing different courses in my college years. So my undergraduate degree is in exercise physiology. So I had a lot of exams and opportunities that required a lot of memorization, a lot of terminology, medical terminology, scientific terms, all of those different kinds of definitions. And so I needed to be able to regurgitate information relatively easy and relatively quickly. Now, while this was a really great skill for me to have as I was in the testing years of my education, this skill screwed me over when it came to critical thinking, which honestly I never thought would be the case because before I ever went to college, my upbringing, my primary education was classical. So I grew up reading Dostoevsky and Homer and Virgil and all of these different classic writers. That is what I grew up knowing and learning. I grew up in what's considered the Socratic method. So when I was in my primary education, I did a lot of questions and answers. That's what my classroom looked like. I would be with my teachers, my peers, and we would just talk and we would think and we would talk through ideas and concepts and all of these different things. And so I thought that I was pretty good at thinking critically, thinking through concepts, thinking through ideas, and looking outside just the memorized, regurgitated information. But somewhere along the way in my education, I got stopped from the critical thinking and turned into just this person that was meant to regurgitate information. And if you would have asked me five years ago about this, I probably would have laughed at you or totally denied it. But looking back, I see how some of my earlier decisions that I made in health and wellness, in my thinking around vaccines and around different supplements and medications and things like that 
really wasn't me thinking about it at all, but it was just me relaying the things that I either read in the textbook or read in my notes or read on a screen in a classroom. It was just me recanting exactly what someone else had told me and never really took a moment to pause and think through what the information was and what it meant. And all of this came to a crashing halt my junior year of college. I remember having to take a neuroscience course. And in this course, it was, again, very memorization heavy. There were a lot of technical terms that I needed to know, a lot of medical terms that I needed to understand, and just things that I needed to be able to remember and memorize and relay really quickly and really easily which of course I was able to do because like I said, I'm really good at memorizing. But there came a point during this class that I remember very vividly, my professor was talking about anxiety and depression. And he said the words, when patients present these symptoms, we give them this drug. And when we give them this drug, their bodies will never be able to produce serotonin on their own ever again. And for whatever reason, that statement struck me and it caused me to pause and all of those years that I had just been regurgitating info in order to pass my classes and get an A on a test suddenly came to a very fast halt. And so after that class, I went up to my professor and I asked him, I said, why would we be giving patients a drug that stops their body from producing serotonin on its own? Why would we not just address what's causing the low serotonin to begin with? And his answer to me was, that's just the way things are done. And I was so not okay with this answer. And it was in that moment that I realized that everything I knew was not enough. I was going to need to know so much more than just being able to regurgitate, spit out whatever I had been reading or been told in this education that I was paying for. And the reason I tell you this story is because sometimes the people that have the most education, sometimes the people that have spent the most money on the highest degrees have the least amount of critical thinking skills and the least discernment when it comes to making the best decisions for your body. I want you to sit with that for a second. Just because someone has all of these different years of education or years of degrees or whatever under their belt doesn't necessarily make them an expert in your body. You know who should be an expert in your body? You. And so one of the ways that I have grown and developed in my years since graduating, I'm five years post-baccalaureate, and one of the biggest ways that I've grown is taking a pause from just bringing in information and reading information and taking it at face value because a book told me so or someone with a big title told me so or maybe a doctor told me so. One huge way that I've grown is never taking a piece of information at face value. And that's what I want to talk about with you today. I want to impart to you some of the skills that I've learned over the years that has helped me make the best decisions for my body. And it's actually pretty simple. I try really not to overcomplicate health and wellness. And so I try to keep it as simple and peace-filled as possible. So here's what I do. When I am learning about something to do with health, I always test it 
against what I know to be true about human physiology. And this is your number one point. And this is something that I want you to write down, make a note, put it in your phone, whatever it is. When making decisions about health, about wellness, when you are taking in the information that you read on social media, or maybe you see a doctor talk about, or maybe a doctor tells you personally, I want you to pause for a second and filter it through what you know to be true about human physiology. And if you don't know enough about human physiology, if you don't feel confident in that, then start educating yourself. This is going to be the easiest and simplest way to start making informed decisions about your body or the bodies of those in your family. I remember speaking with a friend of mine a couple of months ago and we were talking about this concept and she's actually a science teacher, an elementary school science teacher, and she was just telling me about how informative it's been for her to go back and read children's science books that teach about human anatomy and physiology. And I can attest to that. So when I went to college, I actually didn't have any background in human anatomy or physiology. I was way behind all of my peers. Everyone in my class had at least some kind of background in human anatomy and physiology. They either had to take it in middle school or high school. I never did. Remember I said that my upbringing, my education was a classical education. So it was really heavily focused on the arts, on literature and poetry and English and all of those things. So it was not heavy science related at all. So when I got to college, I really had to work to catch up with all of my peers. And one of the things that I did was I started playing children's games to teach me about human anatomy. I would get on the computer and I would literally just play these games that were meant for elementary school kids as like a 20 year old. And that helped me to really understand different mechanisms of the body. I got down to the very basic elementary level and that helped me to grow into the bigger concepts. So if you are absolutely brand new to learning about human anatomy and physiology, then start with some children's books. Start with maybe some children's games. You know, as you're reading it to your children, if you have kids, learn with them. One of the best ways to learn is to teach. So teach your kids and you in turn will learn with them. One book that I actually have that I read to my daughter, she's three years old, is The Junior Scientist's Guide to Human Anatomy and Physiology. It's really great, it's really accurate, and it's so simple to understand. It's for like three-year-olds and up, maybe three to seven is what the book says. Um, I will link it in the show notes, but it's just a super simple place to start. There are other great resources. You could even start by watching YouTube videos on anatomy and physiology. If you really want to get into it, maybe get into a course at your local community college to start learning about basic anatomy and physiology, whatever that looks like. If you are wanting to begin to make informed decisions for your body and your family, that is where I recommend you start. It's what has made my journey so much more peace-filled because I'm able to filter every single piece of information that I have through what I know to be true about the human body because you're going to hear all different sides of the story all the time. There's always going to be new health information out there. There's going to be new discoveries, new science, new research, all of these different claims that you're going to hear people say, and they might be contradicting. In fact, they probably will be contradicting, and that can be really confusing and really overwhelming if you don't know human physiology. So, 
go back to the basics. Start to learn how the human body works. That's how I base everything that I recommend online from. That's how I base everything I recommend in my course from. I come at it with a deep respect and understanding of human physiology. And so every time I'm taking in new information, whether I'm reading it on social media or reading it in a study or in a book, or maybe watching an educational video, listening to an educational podcast, whatever, I don't look at the person's credentials anymore. In fact, I try to avoid it. I listen to the education and if it makes sense for human physiology and in my case, in your case, listening to this podcast, female physiology, because again, female physiology is going to be a little bit different than male physiology. So you need to remember that. But every time I'm taking something in, I think, okay, does this make sense for what I know to be true about human female physiology. And if it doesn't, then I just take the good and I spit out the bad. It's very simple. It helps me feel more at peace and less overwhelmed when making decisions for my family. Because unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of fear mongering out in the world. There's going to be a lot of people telling you, do this, don't do that. This is going to kill you. This will kill you. All of these different things. And it can, it can be a lot. I'm not going to lie, okay? Even I, who have been doing this for a long time, who has been in this field of women's health for a while now, even I can get overwhelmed when I start seeing these new things go out there. But I always have to take a pause and think, okay, is this true? Does this make sense to female physiology? And if it doesn't, I move on. This is how I've been able to take radical responsibility for my body. This is why I try to stay away from making really bold claims in my course or on the internet or whatever, because really what works for me might not work for you. But having this understanding of human physiology will help you have a good place to start. And then as you start making choices and implementing changes, then you can watch how your body responds. And this is the next thing that I'm going to tell you is get really in tune with how your body responds to different things. This is why I'm really big on teaching different metabolic markers, you know, things like your pulse and your temperature and your skin and your hair and your nails and your digestion and all of these different markers that are telling you how your body is responding. Because I feel like with those two key tools, number one, a deep understanding and appreciation for human physiology and number two, an understanding of your metabolic markers and how your body should be operating to show that it's at max capacity, that it's operating in its most vital energetic state. When you're equipped with those two tools, it'll be so easy to sift through all of the education and information that you might be taking in on a daily basis. And I'm going to warn you against people who are like me, who just regurgitate information that maybe they've memorized for their degree. Unfortunately, there is a sort of high hoarseness. I don't know if that's the right analogy, but I'm going to roll with it. There's a sort of high hoarseness that people carry, a certain pride that people have when they have different degrees that say, well, I'm fill in the blank. I'm this, so I know. I got this education, so I know better. I know that I definitely fell into that line of thinking. My husband, who is so intuitive, even though he's not oriented in the sciences, even though he's not as well-read as I am, he is so intuitive with how his body operates and makes decisions that are just 
common sense decisions based on his body. And when we first got married, it really kind of pissed me off because I would be like, well, I have a science degree, so I know better. I know that what you're doing is wrong and it's not good for you. And now here I am, like everything that he told me was good and I said was bad when we first got married, I've done a complete 180. And pretty much everything that he said is good is what we're doing now because I've, I've let go of my pride and this whole, oh, I have this degree and really gotten back to, okay, what do I know to be true about human physiology? This makes sense through the lens of human physiology. And so that's what I'm going to do. It is a common sense decision. And I feel like we so overcomplicate health and wellness when we're looking for all of the science and all of the resources and all of the sources and whatever it is to back up different things, different decisions that we make in health and wellness, when really a lot of decisions can be just common sense decisions. If you know how the body operates, then the decisions that you make for your body can be common sense decisions. You don't need some big fancy degree. You don't need to have all of these sources and all of these whatever to back up what you decide to do for your body. But get to know human physiology and get to know your body. And that is how you will make the best informed decisions for you and your family. I hope you found this podcast helpful today as I kind of rambled off a little bit of my thoughts around this subject. And I hope you're able and feel more confident to go take radical responsibility for your health and make informed decisions for you and your family moving forward. We'll see you next week. If you found this podcast helpful or encouraging, would you mind leaving us a rating or review? I love hearing from you. So be sure to shout us out on Instagram and tag me at Cassidy.Wellfell and we'll be sure to shout you right back out. Let's get this message to as many women as possible. Until next time, friend.